Hi, I'm Jesse Ylönen and you're listening to History in the Making podcast. The Montreal Canadiens select. The Montreal Canadiens are proud to select. Jesperi Kotkanemi. Ryan Paling. Cole Caulfield. Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of History in the Making, the official podcast of the Montreal Canadiens, where we focus on prospects and the future of the most storied franchise in pro sports history. History in the Making is brought to you by Tricolore Sport, Montreal's official team store. From lifestyle brands to jerseys and beyond, Tricolore Sport has a style for every sports fan in your life. Head to tricolorespal.com and use coupon code HISTORYCH at checkout to receive 10% off your orders. Visit tricolorespal.com today. Now, they don't have any Lyle Odeline jerseys at Tricolorespal, but they do have all the reverse retro is back in stock. You know it is the gorgeous blue. Go take a look at it. First of all, we're going to be joined by a special guest this week by the name of Jesse Yulonen, who finally taught me how to pronounce his name properly. But fascinating prospect, one of the best skaters in the entire organization. Uh, he just started his career with the Laval Rocket, off to a strong start. His coaches love what they hear from him, uh, what they see from him, all the questions they get from him and, and how he puts it into application. So, so far, so good in his transition. We're going to speak about a little bit, you know, what it takes to, to, to make that jump to North America. Keep in mind, you do it at such a young age, you're probably leaving your family for the first time, new culture, new rink, new teammates, new new everything. So I'm going to ask him about Putsin, as I usually do, but we're going to go more in depth about that. Um, this week, I'd like to focus on the Laval Rocket. I feel like with everything that's going on in terms of, you know, Caulfield's, uh, you know, tearing up the NCAA, Sean Farrell is uh, tearing up the USHL. We have Harrison Struble doing so great in the NCAA, we're kind of ignoring the Laval Rocket, but they're off to a very good start. Even in the two games that they lost, um, I saw a team that was dominant. I mean, I, I, they could have an undefeated record so far. So what we're seeing right now is from top to bottom, a complete team. Um, you have the veterans. Jordan Wheel is off to a very good start. He's at a point per game. He's essentially leading the, 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 the push there as a veteran and the key. Again, you don't need a ton of veterans. You need good veterans. Jordan Shaw will repeat that all the time. Jordan Wheel is doing exactly that. He's playing the good veteran role, helping out others when he needs to, taking a step back when others need opportunities. That's what you want to see from him. And uh, he's obviously helped out by um, the captain, Xavier Wallet. There's a plethora of uh, veterans in that lineup that know their role, are willing to row in the same direction as everyone else. And again, that's leading to very good things. But beyond the veterans, you have just a, a, you know, a bevy of depth Lucas uh, Vedemo, who is one of Joel Bouchard's favorite, just again, off to a very good start offensively speaking. He's, he's putting the, uh, you know, he's, he's getting on the scoreboard. But more than that, you're seeing a guy that's turning into a complete player. He's probably one of those guys that Bouchard, I mean, he, Bouchard wants to see all his guys make it to the NHL, right? He has this really funny line. He said, if ever a player says his dream is to play in the AHL, he's either an idiot or a liar. You know, now that's harsh, obviously, but he's talking about the guy's that um, got drafted highly, for example, like Lucas Vedemo. And the reality is this is a stepping stone. So he's using that stepping stone to make it uh, to the next step. And he's, he's taking, he's absorbing all the information, doing a very good job there. Um, along with our guest, uh, Jesse Yulonen, who is producing offensively beside a guy like Rafael Hervé Pinard. Um, we have Yannick Veilleur. Ryan Paling is off to a very good start. Otto Leskinen, Laurent Dauphin. Like, there is just so much talent there, but it's a nice mix 
of uh, depth and talent and leadership. And in fact, youth as well. You want the AHL team to succeed, but you want them to develop players. Now, guys like Kutkanyemi, guys like Suzuki, Romanov, they're already in the NHL. They could be in the AHL. But um, you're looking right now, I believe it's 11 players on the Laval Rocket roster lineup too that uh, that are playing 11 players under the age or 21 and younger so that obviously uh includes Caden Gooley who's playing as an 18 year old Jan Mishak as an 18 year old uh Johnny Fairbrother who had his first game and he looked really good in it uh, sorry he, he played two games but he looked very good in them using his speed uh, almost scored off the rush a lot of young players in Laval right now so it's exciting that this team is doing well and that they're you know that they're building that chemistry immediately um they've allowed a little over two goals per game on the back of strong performances from mcniven primo and demchenko so offensively it's working out defensively it's working out and one of the interesting most interesting storylines is king Gooley's play i have to admit like i i wasn't expecting him to just kind of slide in and just be a, a guy that looks like he's essentially like the shea weber of the ahl which is kind of what he looks like i, I don't want to say he's going to be a shea weber but his attitude, his demeanor, and his physical stature really reminds me of him. It's that leadership, that unspoken leadership where someone doesn't have to demand respect. They command respect. Um, and I think that's very important. That's something that Jean Beliveau mentioned back in his day. You know, you don't ask for that respect. You know, you should be able to command it. And I think that's something King Gulli does. And that's part of the big reason why the um, Prince Albert Raiders just named him as their captain. Like, there's an 18-year-old. Keep in mind. Just turned 18. So... 18-year-old captain, uh, he's doing well in his pro debut, uh, debut, <laughs> that's not a word, uh, <laughs> debut, and um, I have to admit, I'm, I'm a little surprised that he just, you know, seamlessly acclimatized to his situation, it's been really impressive, but if you spoke to Joël Bouchard, you spoke to Habs management, you spoke to Mark Habscheid, who was his coach in Prince Albert, they all kind of said this was going to happen, but I'm a doubting Thomas in that, I need to see it in action, and uh, so far, I've been very impressed, not just by his demeanor, but his style of play. Like this, first of all, he has a 47-foot stick that he uses so well on the ice to break up plays, but his positioning, his defensive awareness, his skating, everything looks very good for Keaton Gooley. So that is uh, quite encouraging in that respect. Let's jump to the Habs mailbag. Don't forget, if you want me to answer these questions on air, uh, we do two times where we answer questions. Every Saturday, we do a live Q&A. Um, on Twitter. That's more about the Habs. This is more about the prospects. So you can send your questions to my Twitter account at Mark P, P for Patrick Dumont uh, or the Canadians account with uh, the hashtag AskMark. But in the meantime, RancanCH asks, do the Rocket have what it takes to make it to the Calder Cup final this year? No, because I don't think there will be a Calder Cup final. I actually have to check with my producer Safia right now because she's smarter than I am and she probably knows this but as far as I'm aware there's only divisional champs this year uh, so the question becomes can they become a divisional champ and I say absolutely we spoke about it at the beginning they have a ton of depth um, maybe not that elite offensive talent because that elite offensive talent is in, is in Montreal right now but they have a really strong coaching staff they have three really good goalies they have um, even you know there's some newcomers that are just playing so well so far um Corey Schooneman is one of them who used to play for uh, Western Michigan he's, he's been and he played for Stockton I believe in the AHL he came in and he's a fantastic skater already put two goals in as a defenseman so all in all things are clicking in Laval 
they're going to lose a few games here and there. And we're going to see a lot of back-to-back game against Canadian division, uh, divisional rivals, which the full schedule just, just got released. But um, I really do believe that Laval Rocket have one of the strongest rosters, uh, in, in, you know, in the AHL right now. And this is just a fruit, the culmination of uh, a lot of hard work put in by the coaching staff and the players. We always give a ton of credit to Joel Bouchard, as we should. Um, and Daniel Jacob and Alex Burroughs and Marco Marciano and the thousand other people that help in Laval. But the players deserve some credit too. Um, Joel Bouchard didn't automatically make or magically make Esperi Kotkinemi a better player it took that symbiotic relationship and that's really what Bouchard brings to the table. So the information is there, but you got to be willing to accept it. And all the guys on the lineup right now, including Keaton Gooley are doing a very good job of that. So I do believe that they have what it takes to be one of the better teams in the AHL. Um, and, and that's not even talking about guys like uh, Blandizi and Lucini who are established AHL scorers, you know, and they haven't really found the rhythm yet. Like they're playing well, but you know, there's more, there's, there's more to come when it comes to Laval rocket in terms of their offensive production. Hab situation for 50 asks, when's the right time to make the jump to North America for European prospects? This is a question I got about two months ago, um, but I held it for this week because instead of me answering it, um, I transferred from Ottawa to Montreal. It wasn't that big of a deal. Uh, it was the same transfer I've done a thousand times when I wanted to go get some Schwartz uh, smoked meat. We, you know, we'd come from Ottawa to Montreal all the time and also the party only when I was legally allowed to drink delicious Molson beer never before that but um so you know I don't really know what they're going through but Jesse Yulonen will be able to answer that perfectly I'll tell you right now though like it's a lot more than we anticipate new everything you know you have to deal with like think of parking without being able to read the signs it's a big deal so I know the rocket and I spoke with Bouchard about this a lot make a, a a concerted effort to help these guys out but it comes with a whole slew of challenges um and, uh, you know, they do get homesick once in a while. So wait for Yessi to answer that. But it's a really good question. It's something I think we need to, to really, you know, it's easy to write these guys off as hockey robots. But, you know, these guys, it, it's, it's just such a significant challenge to jump to another, you know, new continent, new country, new coach, new team, new rink, new culture, new everything. Uh, and, and that, I think, takes a lot. So we have to be very aware of sometimes when they struggle. Maybe they've had a bad day and maybe it has to do with something off the ice. Yes, we'll get into that. He'll be able to uh, tell us absolutely everything we need to know. And he'll also talk a little bit about Putin because as per usual, I ask all my guests, I asked him last year, his opinion, it saddened me, I have to admit, but um, it's an opinion that a lot of pro athletes probably share. We'll get to the Yesi Yelonen interview in just one moment. You've seen them in action and they are gorgeous. I'm talking about the retro jerseys, the blue um they are finally back in stock they flew off the shelves because everyone just like me you guys wanted to get your hands on them you can get your hands on them once again at pickalospa.com the retro reverse jerseys are back in stock all right i'm here with my guest second round pick of the canadians Jesse ulonen who nicely he was very nice and he taught me how to pronounce his name so um thank you Jesse, for joining the show how are you doing i'm doing well thank you so, uh, just had a little practice in the morning and uh, now just staying at home, getting ready for tomorrow's game. So there's a lot of that. There's a lot of time between games, between practices. What do you do to keep busy uh, between those intense Laval rocket practices and then game time? Uh, actually, not too much. Just staying at home and uh, eating good food and uh, resting, 
resting a lot just it's like when you come home from practice you start to prepare yourself and your body for the next practice or game that's how it nothing nothing else than hockey and practicing right now but i i enjoy it yeah and your coach would love to hear that so that, does that mean you haven't tried putsin yet have you tried have you tried our our, our delicious putsin <laughs> actually i tried it uh, last last year when i was here i tried it one time but oh yeah uh, you didn't like it that much eh uh not not so much <laughs> no offense but <laughs> Well, so I like it enough for the both of us, so that's okay. Um, yeah. That's let's cool. start from the beginning, Yessi, because um, first of all, I'm fascinated by your skating. We'll get into that a little bit later, but tell me about the first time you laced up the skates. When was the first time you got on a hockey rink or a skating rink? Uh, I think I was uh, one and a half years old, two years old maybe. Uh, I don't remember it at all, but my mother has uh, like video of it, and uh, I've seen it couple of times i think it was uh i think it was in tampa uh my dad was playing there at that time so uh pretty much when i started walking i went to skate skate for the first time so you learned how to crawl to walk and then skate at the exact same time that was that was that was that because pretty, of your father much, did, yes. did he want to get you involved in hockey as soon as possible i don't think i think it was because of me because i was uh watching the game so much and i I was so excited when I was when I was able to go skating. I think it was just he didn't push me to do it, but I and I liked it ever since. Um, can you do me a favor? Because we heard from Yannick Veilleur last week, um, and he was just talking about how amazing you are as a skater. He thinks you have that NHL potential. He really ble he believes in your shot. Uh, says smart player. Can you describe yourself for? fans that haven't had a chance to watch you play yet mm, i don't know i'm uh, just uh, trying to be like hardworking player and uh, getting getting better at the all-around game but i think my like skating and uh, skating is my biggest uh, uh how you say strength as a hockey player it's uh but and shot also but uh i'm trying to learn Learn to get better defensively as well. And we have uh, great coaches and great teammates now here in Laval. So it's been really easy for me to try to learn new things. We'll get to your skating because I tend to tell people you have arguably the best skating in the organization. And I want to learn more about that. But let's talk about your coaches real quick. You have a guy on the roster, on your roster of coaches named Alex Burroughs. He was never drafted. Um, but he's that story of, you know, he persevered through the ranks, made a nice long NHL career. I've seen him at practice. Burroughs can still take that shot. He can still skate. What's it like to have a coach like Alex Burroughs um, available to you if you have any questions? Uh, it's been so, it's been so nice. I really like him. And uh, of course, it's, uh, it's nice to know that the coach has been doing the same thing and uh, he knows what it's like to be a player. So it's easy easy to go talk to him if you have some question from the game and it's just he knows so much about those little details how you make yourself a great NHL player and he has done it so it's I'm trying to learn from him every day now obviously again everyone says you have elite skating I've seen you mostly playing in Liga and yeah the skating is elite how did you become an elite skater was that your father 
you you have who who taught you at a young age? Did you focus on skating? Were you always amazing? Tell me the secret of why Jesse Ilonen is an amazing skater. <laughs> well, I don't I don't still think I'm that amazing, but uh, I think uh, when I was uh, younger, the skating wasn't my my biggest. Uh, it wasn't the best thing in my game, and uh, I've been like uh, last last five or six years I've been working working at it both uh, like on the ice and but also off the ice a lot of like uh, skating skating drills and uh, like different kind of jumps and uh, and doing uh, doing those things in the gym gym too and uh, my dad has been uh, helping me with those things and he kind of uh, invented uh, like I don't know it's if uh, it's uh it's his his drills but uh he's been making me do some some of that stuff and i think it's it's been really helping and of course getting getting stronger and bigger you get get more faster as well obviously so for those that don't know your father um played in the nhl he also played with your current coach So, um, and they played for, I believe it was the Phoenix Coyotes at the time in 2000. So um, I have two questions for you. Does your father still give you a, a way too much advice, even when you don't ask for it? And do you ever tease your coach right now um, about how old he is? Because again, he played with your father. So do you ever tease him about him using wooden sticks back in the day? Or do you avoid that kind of, uh, that kind of stuff? <laughs> well, uh, I avoid it like... <laughs> I don't, I'm not teasing him, but, uh, like my father, we, of course, we talk a lot about hockey, but, uh, he's still my, my dad. So if I tell him, uh, don't let's not talk about hockey, it's fine for him. But of course he's, he knows what it's like. And he's, he's been playing so many years. And after his pro career, he's, he's been many years, uh, as a player agent. So he's been watching thousand. I think thousands of games. So of course I would be dumb if I don't ask advice from him. So he's been really helping me a lot. And mostly it's positive feedback and just saying like, do what you're doing, you're doing well. But sometimes, sometimes if he sees that I, I'm doing something wrong or something like that, of course, of course he tells me about it, but I want him to tell me about it. Tell me about it for sure, because I wanna wanna get better. Do you remember any? I'm sure he's given you a ton of advice. As you say, you work on skating with him and everything else. What was the biggest piece of off ice advice that he gave you about living and playing in North America? It's just like uh, you have to you have to prepare your like the games are the biggest things, and uh, of course you need to practice well and do that as good as you can, but It's like every time you have game, you have to do the right preparation for your for your body and your mind that you have a chance to play a good game. Like, of course, there are some uh, always there are some bad games or during the season, but uh, like that you have to live that way. You give yourself a chance to be at your best in every game. I think that's the biggest thing he taught me. We have one of the questions this week, uh, one of our listeners asked was, when do North, uh, when do European prospects know the right time 
to come to North America? And I mean, my, my answer to that is, first of all, I don't know, but I'd say there is no really, there's no way to know it's the right time. How did you know it was the right time last season to uh, leave the Pelicans and make your way to North America? Well, I think the biggest thing is that uh, when I got drafted, I've been, since then, uh, my dream has been to play for Montreal Canadiens. And uh, the Finnish league is, uh, it's really good, good high-level league. But uh, if I want to make make the NHL, then the American Hockey League is is better place to get ready for it. Because I think uh, American Hockey League is, it's much closer to NHL than Finnish league. They're both good leagues, but they're, the style of play is a little bit different. So when I, uh, uh, I developed a few years in Finland and got a little bit stronger and uh, better, better all-around player after playing in juniors, so then I thought that it's, it's a right step for me to, to come here to get a little bit closer to my dream. History in the Making is brought to you by Tkadal Spal, Montreal's official team store. From lifestyle brands to jerseys and beyond, Tkadal Spal has a style for every sports fan in your life. Head to tkadalspal.com and use coupon code HISTORYCH10 at checkout to receive 10% off your order. Visit tkadalspal.com today. Welcome back. We're with our guest, uh, Jesse Yulonen. We're talking about his development with the Laval Rocket, about his time with the Pelicans in the Liga. Now, When you joined uh, the Rocket, obviously your coach, Joel Bouchard, very intense guy. Uh, he loves to pepper people with information. I know that he actually asked, it was uh, Otto Leskinen that came to pick you up at the airport. Was that, is that right? And he told me that he wanted to make it as comfortable as possible for you, obviously arriving from Europe. So what was the conversation like with Joel Bouchard when you first arrived? What was the conversation like with Otto Leskinen? Um, how did that whole jump over here happen and, and what did the organization do to make it easier on you well i think I, i've known otto for many years so it was nice to have someone that i know already and who speaks speaks finnish and is from finland so he he made a uh, made it very easy for me and all the guys as well they were right away everyone was so nice to me and uh, uh and uh, of course uh, the Joel Bussard has given me a lot of like uh, uh, we've had many meetings and uh, he's make it make it easy easy to adapt to the new new way of playing. So he's of course he's giving me a lot of new new information, but for me because he's been given given them so much, it was easy easy to play first games here because I already been practicing and uh, got prepared for the North American style of playing. What, what was the conversation like in the, in the car ride home from the airport? Was it watch out? This coach is really intense. Was it, uh, you know, telling you about like, uh, the, you know, the differences living here and living in Finland. How did that go? Uh, did, did, did Otto warn you about Joel Bouchard's intensity? Uh, not really. He says that he really likes the coaches here. Of course, of course they have to be like, uh, They have to push the players and it's better for the players too, because uh, we want to, we want to do as well as we can, but the, the coaches, coaches are very competitive persons as well. So we're like, uh, we're all in this, to, this thing together and 
if we if we lose the coaches are in in that and also the players and if we win it's the same thing so we're just trying to trying to work work together and uh, of course the coaches coaches job is to push the players to play as play and practice as well as they can now we joked at the start about trying Putin, but there, there there's something to be said about all these changes. Um, you know, a new team, new culture, new everything, right? New rink, uh, new coach. Um, you know, there's other off ice things. I'm wondering. So, is there anything? You know, there's a the language, the food. Is there anything you miss from uh, Finland? Like one of my friends from Finland said, ask him about the, the the Finnish saunas. He probably misses having access to all the saunas. So, what do you miss about Finland the most? Uh, right, right now it's actually well of course all the people there but uh, right now the sauna is the thing i <laughs> i miss the most because we don't have it at the rink in laval we have it but now because it's covid that's there's no chance going in uh, finland i usually go pretty much every day but uh, that's <laughs> that's what i what i miss the most <laughs> Okay, so it's true that you guys, because I've never been to Finland, but I was told they're like, no, no, it's no joke. It's every day, if not every second day in the sauna relaxing. So it's a big part of the culture, right? Yeah, yeah. It's So maybe it's time for you to start a Finnish sauna uh, center in Montreal. Is that that's something maybe you should look into? <laughs> <laughs> maybe in the future. <laughs> I don't know about that. I, I, I'm curious too, and this is, you know, Again, it's so difficult to adapt to new culture. Has there ever been a time where you kind of got lost in translation? Again, you speak really good English. You speak, I assume, good Finnish. Um, I assume your, your your French isn't that great. Has there ever been a situation where you didn't quite understand what was going on and it was maybe a little bit frustrating or has that never happened yet? Uh, well, well, there's been a couple of times like there was... Uh, I had some problem with my television here and then some guy came to came to fix it and he didn't he didn't speak english at all he was only speaking french so that kind of thing sometimes happened but we can still still communicate some way well i mean if it makes you feel any better i speak french and they tried to fix my tv last week and they weren't able to do it either so you know at least we're getting uh, we're both dealing with that I need to know, last year, when you came over, there was Otto. Um, there was also Jesperi was there at the time. And they talked about, they said, it's good. We're getting more Finns on the team. Um, there are two Swedes on the team. So Lucas uh, Vedemo and Gustav Olofsson. Do you guys ever tease, tease each other about the whole Finnish-Swedish uh, rivalry? Well, of course, sometimes. Sometimes, but it's all in a, all in a fun way. and. Uh... Of course, it's been always, always like that. Uh, Finns and Swedes been having big rivalries in in hockey, but we still like them a lot. It's more like friendly, friendly thing. So, if you're on a three-on-one and you had Otto who jumped into the play, and you had Lucas both in perfect shooting position, you're gonna pass it to Otto, right? <laughs> no, I can say that. <laughs> I'm trying to get you in trouble Probably here, but you're not. doing a really good job. Okay. <laughs> what would you say, uh, let's say someone, a younger European player, um, you know, he's playing, let's say, uh, in one of the lower leagues. Let, let, let's just say, um, you know, he's playing in the Mestis, or, uh, Mestis. I know I'm not pronouncing that right. And he wants to make the jump. What kind of advice 
would you have to younger players that are preparing to make the jump to North America? Uh, just, uh, I think the big thing is, uh, of course, to practice and uh, practice every day and getting better every day. But it's also uh, to, watch, to watch NHL a lot and North American hockey. Because uh, when you watch it, you can follow how, how the players are playing. And that's like uh, prepare, that's prepares yourself like mentally to the North American, even if it's might be after two or three years. But if you've been watching those games for, the, for two years, so it's because it's not uh, going to get much different in those two years. So then you kind of know how to make different kind of plays and yeah. So, wow. Okay. So that's, so you're essentially doing your homework and through watching your, do, do you take notes when you're watching before you made the jump? Like, Hey, I'm going to have to try to do that a little more often, or I can't do this because, you know, because that won't result in the same type of play. Or did you just kind of get it to, so that you could feel comfortable once you first hit the ice? Yeah, I've, I've been trying to watch not every day, but a uh, few times, few times a week, like NHL. NHL hockey, if possible. So uh, not really, but there are usually there are some uh, players in the teams that I'm following, like what kind of plays they make. And uh, yeah, that's who, pretty much it. Who would you say you like to watch the most in the NHL right now? Who's your favorite player to watch? Uh, I like uh, Artemi Panarin. He, he's been, I've been watching him a lot already when he played in, he still played in Russia. He's been. Uh, I I like I like watching him, and uh, I hope I can have, uh, try to do some some plays like him. But it's not <laughs> still not possible. <laughs> a lot of work to do. Well, he, he I mean, and he is an elite player. But what a lot of coaches did tell me was that what they liked from you was your vision. Um, you know, and we saw we we were watching some of the plays in Laval. I mean, you're almost up to a point per game. Most of them are primary assists. Is that something that you were just born with that you could see the ice well, or is that a result of playing, um, you know, playing so much hockey? Is that something that you built on, or is that something you were born with, being able to really see the ice? Uh, it's hard question, but uh, I don't think I don't even think my vision is that good. But uh, I think the the big thing is that I've been uh, training how to play with a uh, head up. Like uh, when I train stick, when I've been training stick handling, I've been trying to like, uh, even when I've been practicing by myself, I try to look up, like not watching the, not watching the puck too much. So, and it's been easy, easy to play, to find those plays here because uh, the teammates are doing great job at getting open. Let's talk about your current team. I mean, even in the, uh, you know, there was a couple of games you lost. You guys outshot your opponents. What's the vibe right now for the Laval Rocket from the outside? I mean, I'm not a practice every morning anymore, but from the outside, it seems like a pretty positive group. What's the vibe in the locker room? I think it's really, really good right now. We have a good mix of uh, like veteran players and then younger players. And uh, it's, it's really are, it's really good right now we've been we are training hard and uh, and getting better every day and there are we have uh, everyone has uh, everyone is very competitive players and wants to win a lot so it's been it's been really good 
has um well, what's the best advice that Joel Bouchard has given you so far because we know he's a hands-on coach spends a lot of time preparing individually for every player so what was the advice when you first got here and maybe this year what what else did he tell you that you either need to improve upon or you know what kind of specific uh message did Joel Bouchard give you uh well there's so many <laughs> so many things it's hard to hard to pick one but like that uh make the he wants players to make the right plays at the right time like in the offensive zone if there's nothing he just wants to wants you to make the right play whether it's to chip the puck and and uh like protecting the own zone but then uh in the off- offensive zone you can like uh you can uh, use your cre- creativity and uh, uh use your skill set and uh i think that's the that's the biggest biggest message that he has given to me like make make right plays in the right at the right time yeah he's and he's big on that on the details is it sometimes do you have to step back to absorb it because i've no i watch his practice he gives a lot of information was there ever a point where you're like okay like this is a lot to process or does he make it that he just gives enough at a time for you to figure out yeah it's pretty much that he doesn't give uh everything at the same time he gives those little little details after some game i might watch watch video with him and look would like what why you didn't do this and next time do this but it's pretty much those uh like small details every day what's um what's been the biggest i know everyone talks about the ice yeah uh, you know of course I mean, and some rinks in Europe aren't even that much uh, bigger than the ones here. But what's been the biggest adjustment? I know the size of the rink is there, but is it speed of play? Is it speed of execution? How quickly you got to get the puck off your stick? What's been the biggest difference for you playing in North America? Mm, well, I think it's that everything everything happens a lot faster. Uh, it's very, very, very fast league, and you have to like already be when you get the puck you know you should know what you're going to do or you get run over or you lose the puck so i think that's biggest that you have to like move your feet but be fast in your in your head too so the computer has to match yeah, everything else yeah, in the body exactly. okay one of the things that Joel Bouchard was telling about you is a very you know he's a very smart player good anticipation for um for uh, mr yulonen what makes you a smart player i know it's a hard question to answer but i mean is that just again is that just a result of playing high level hockey your whole life what why would they call you a smart player i don't know if i'm that smart player but uh <laughs> uh i don't know it's just uh trying to trying to uh play as good as i can and uh, it's maybe that uh like i wanna want to be a good offensive player but for me the most important thing is that i do the do the defensive job well and of course the coaches and teammates respect that a lot so uh i think it's just that i'm i'm trying to be be a very good all around player i'm not but i still have to have to improve it a lot but uh i'm working on it and i think i'm getting better every day 
Well, your coaches and your teammates all think you're smart and you have good vision and you're a really good skater. So I know you're not allowed to say it, but I'm allowed to say it. That's what they keep telling me about you. So, And I know <laughs> no, okay. Habs fans are excited to see you one day in a Canadian's uniform. What was it like playing on the Bell Center ice? I, like the fans aren't there. So it's a little different. But what was it like, you know, um, getting out there and, and skating on the Bell Center and looking up and seeing all those Stanley Cup banners and all the retired players? How did that feel? Uh, it was, of, of course, we missed the fans, but uh, it's uh, it was great feeling. Of course, the the organization of Montreal Canadiens it's so so legendary, and all so many big names have been playing there. So it's a it's a huge honor for me to play play for this organization and in the Bell Center. There are two guys I'd like to ask you about. Well, the first one is. Um... I think he played his first game a couple of days ago. Um, Caden Gooley, young defenseman. I mean, this guy just turned 19. Um, what were your impressions of him? He's a Canadian's first round pick, but this was his first professional camp. Um, he just played his first professional game. What were your impressions of the defenseman, Caden Gooley? Uh, I've been really impressed. Like uh, the way he plays, it doesn't seem that he's so, so young. He's really smart and like smooth smooth skater and he's a hardworking guy so he will be he will be a great defenseman for the Montreal Canadiens in the future there's no no doubt about that and there's one other player I'd like you to discuss and he kind of had the same he actually came to North America a little younger um, he played for Hamilton once he came over and uh, by the name of Jan Mishak Young guy, uh, exciting, excitable guy too. He's always, you know, he wants to get to practice early. How? What are your impressions been about Jan Mishak so far? Uh, well, I've been <laughs> really impressed by him too. Uh, like he's he's so young, but uh, the way he he plays, he he's already now doing. Uh, he's been playing good in the games he's been playing, but uh, I think the biggest uh, impression is him that like how he. How he practices and how he he's so so nice guy and always always I think he's one of the hardworking guys I've seen and trying to you can see that in him that he he really wants to be be a bit uh, like really good player and he's he's working on that every day. Perfect. I thank you so much, Jesse. Um, very informative. Uh, I'm fascinated by making the jump to North America, and I'm glad to see it's going well. Everyone that I've spoken to have been impressed by your skill set, So, uh, and Habs fans, obviously, have been pretty excited to see you going. It's been a really good start with your career in Laval. We hope to see you in Montreal in a different uniform very soon. Thank you so much for joining us, Jesse. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you so much for joining us, guys and gals. You got a uh, up-close look at one of the most interesting prospects for the Canadians, Jesse Uronen, who um, I'm going to do my best to pronounce his name properly, but uh, and also find him a, a Finnish sauna place in Montreal. There must be some. Let me know. We got to get Jesse back in the classic Finnish sauna. But um, so far, he's had a great start to his uh, North American career and everything we hear about him. It's just a, such a smart, I use very humble, obviously, um, is that classic uh, Finnish stoic humbleness, but 
coaches and his teammates know that this guy's got the talent to eventually make it to the NHL. So it's going to be so interesting to see him put it all together in Laval, who are having a great season. So don't forget, you can catch all the Laval Rocket games on uh, the home games, RDS, and you can listen to them on the 91.9 on the radio and on TSN 690. And they are covering some of the games. So keeping close eye on the Laval Rocket this season should be a very fun year. Once again, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Jesse Yelonen. Uh, we'll be alternating. So next week, it will be our podcast, En Francais, L'Histoire s'écrit, um, which is available wherever you get your podcasts. And I don't know why I'm telling you this because you already got it somewhere where you got your podcast. So keep getting it there. Don't forget to download, like, subscribe. Let us know what you want to do, what you want us to hear. Uh, sorry, what you want us to cover in this podcast. We do it for you. So we're going to try to book as many great guests as we can. Uh, that obviously will be the work of my fantastic producer, Safia. So if you don't like it, you can send angry messages to her, uh, not to me, obviously. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. We'll see you next week.